They just want to whine and whine and whine and blah, blah, blah. You know, they just want to cry, cry, cry. But you know what? I tell those people, why don't you get off to the sidelines? Grab your little juice box, go sit down, suck your thumb, and watch the real men and women get after it. Because if all you're going to do is complain, then what, then what good are you? Be part of the solution. Don't sit there and cry about it. Don't sit there and contribute to the problem. Or, you know, say you got the solution. Why don't you be part of it? Get involved with your assembly. But first, why don't you get involved with God? Because that's where it starts. You got to get involved with God. You got to get involved with Jesus Christ. Invite him in your heart. Because we can't turn this nation around unless we all point to God. God has to be centered at everything we do. I don't think many people realize just how important that little detail is. God has to be centered at the heart of everything. I mean, if we have any chance of turning this country around, that's the way it has to be. And remember what it says in Joshua 1.9, I command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Welcome to His Hardline, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side because they are the ones in charge. They are the host. They are at the wheel. Therefore, they are steering this ship through these crazy chaotic waters that we know it as life. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. And like I always say, you put your trust in God and Jesus Christ to help steer your personal vessel. He will. They will steer you to that safe harbor so that you can finally anchor and get yourself, get your feet on solid, dry land so you can finally have peace and refuge. Again, there's a lot of symbolism behind that. I'll let you do the math on that. But anyways, it is Monday, November 14th, 2022. Glad to have you all here. Happy Monday. Excuse me. So today you are joined here at His Heart Line for another episode of 1% with Him. And we're going to be reading out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 11, verses 1 through 16. But before we get into all of that, I do want to say, <clears throat> excuse me, I got a little bit of a frog in my throat. Now, for those that are in Michigan, just so you know, all the candidates for all the positions that they were running for, on the U.S. Taxpayer Party of Michigan here, which is affiliated basically with the Constitutional Party, none of them have conceded, just FYI. And that's very relevant even to people that are not, you know, inhabitants of Michigan. Why do I say that? Because 
for out of curiosity's sake, I just went on Fox and I never look at Fox. I don't really look at news really per se really anymore these days because it's all there's just nothing but a big war on your mind, right? And so I was just curious to see what their, you know, results were and what they were reporting on as far as the election goes, the de facto election. Well, there's still a lot of states that have um they don't have results. Why? Because election day has now officially turned into election month. So we'll probably see this crap for another couple more weeks. It's just ridiculous. And I'm trying to choose my words carefully because I don't want to be accused of hopium, dealing hopium or increasing fear. That's the last thing I'm trying to do there is definitely something that's going to spark and erupt the when is the only uh unknown variable now the when i can honestly say i believe it's definitely going to happen before the end of the new year for sure and potentially before the end of november now i was just having a conversation with donna and a little bit with destry over text There's obviously a lot of moving parts to this whole thing that's been taking place. There are so many infiltrators. There are so many people within the Communist Party and the CCP that's embedded. I mean, just because they are not of Asian descent does not mean that they are not a part of the CCP or some part of the Communist Party. Because, you know, when you're talking about the takedown of a nation, there is so much bad actors from top to bottom and so many organizations from the national assembly to, you know, even the, the believe it or not. And Donna was just talking about too, even within the, uh, the U S taxpayer party of Michigan, you got it everywhere. Yes. And yes, the Democrat and Republican party, but that's a given They're They've always been in bed together. That's not really a surprise there, but there is just so many bad people out there that want to take down this nation. And this is one of the biggest reasons why I don't really hang out with a lot of people. I don't have a lot of friends or acquaintances. In fact, my trust circle, not to sound like Robert De Niro from uh, Meet the Fockers, but, you know, literally my circle of trust is so minimal. It's minimal. Excuse me. So minimal. Ah. that, I mean, literally, I, I truly believe there's so many people that want to see this nation fall and fail. So I want to read a press release real quick given by the um, candidates of the U.S. Taxpayer Party of Michigan. Um, and if you have questions, the contact of the one who um, dropped this was Gerald Van Sickle and phone number. If you need it, it's 231 It's for immediate release for November 10th. So it's been a few days ago now, but I'm going to read it anyway. It says the U S taxpayer party to contest 2022 midterm election processes. It's not very long, but it says following the 2022 midterm elections in the state of Michigan, a number of inconsistencies began to appear. These inconsistencies cropped up in variety of areas, raising questions to the integrity of the election itself. As such, the U S taxpayer party of Michigan, the state affiliate to the constitutional party has determined that until these inconsistencies have been resolved, none of the U S TPM candidates will be conceding their races. Yesterday, a number of individuals have come forward with claims of tabulators, rejecting ballots, requiring voters to make multiple attempts to cast their ballots. 
And there have been reports of loss of chain of custody with ballots, and there are inconsistencies in some of the data points. There has been some questions regarding the number of registered voters in comparison with votes cast and candidates living outside of their registered districts. To preserve our independence, we must not let our rulers lord us with perpetual debt. We must make our election between economy and liberty or profusion and servitude. And that was a quote by Thomas Jefferson. Continuing on with this press release, it says the U.S. Taxpayer Party of Michigan, the state affiliate to the Constitutional Party, believes in cutting the federal government down to constitutional size and restoring the separation of powers, the checks and balances, and the system of accountability postulated by the framers. We pledge to protect the rights and responsibilities guaranteed by the U.S. Constitution and the Michigan State Constitution. As such, election integrity is a priority that must be preserved. Due to the reported inconsistencies, the U.S. Taxpayer Party of Michigan feels it is the duty and responsibility of the party and of its candidates to question the 2022 midterm elections and is calling for a statewide audit of the processes, data, and subsequent results. And that's the end of the press release. And let me tell you something. Don't think that this has ended. Do not think for one moment this has ended. This has not ended. I'm telling you right now. Something is going to pop off. And the when is, I don't know, but it's there. As we see the fraud with the FTX crypto and all the military aid that was supposed to go to Ukraine for supposedly fighting Russia, which that's a big whole joke. Hopefully people are starting to see that. And when I say people, I'm talking about the normies that are still half asleep or actually fully asleep out there. And I'm telling you right now. <clears throat> all those tens of billions of dollars that went to Ukraine and then it's went to, uh, you know, investing in crypto. And now it's all gone because now the bank, the, the lab, the lab company, I forgot the, co the company's name now, but the lab that was behind that crypto suddenly went bankrupt and all that money is just completely gone and went, I guess, supposedly back to the Democrat Party or we'll call it the Unicami Party because it's Republicans and Democrats alike. See, this is why having the National Assembly is so vital. This is why assembling our states is so vital. Which, by the way, which brings me to another thing. <clears throat> this might be a little long-winded, but I'm going to bring it up anyways. So today, the press release, or excuse me, the, the, the public notice officially went out for Oregon. Destry Payne went to Oregon, the state of Oregon, to help those fine men and women there assemble their state. They are. They have put out their public notice as of today. I'm not going to read the entire notice, but it is out. I'll probably read the notice on this. You know, the next this coming Sunday coming up. Not obviously because yesterday was Sunday, so and that was the assembly update and more. So I'll read the general assembly public notice on Sunday. But this will make 15 states now. And we got four more in the queue that need to be situated. Once we get those four, we'll have 19. So I will read that. But for the sake of keeping this show uh, to the point, we'll do that next Sunday. I found that very, very cool. So, yeah, we do have a 15th state that had officially put out their public notice. 
statewide. So that is excellent. We are on our way. We are on our way. Okay. Now the next thing <clears throat> I wanted to cover. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm sorry for that, guys. Just can't get my throat cleared. Now, as far as the FTX goes, that crypto that I was just talking about, what's interesting, I was just looking at Donna Brandenburg's um, Telegram page, and she writes, of course, the World Economic Forum scrub FTX from its website. Thank God for the Wayback Machine. Digital is forever, baby. And there's a screenshot, of course, how FTX is part of the you know World Economic Forum there. So the three stooges, Schwab, Soros, and Zuckerbucks have some explaining to do. Wonder how many other money laundering schemes or, oh, say, crypto slash hedge fund schemes out there doing similar activities, just like Epstein's Island. Pretty sure they are hundreds, maybe thousands of them. Absolutely. We're going to find out the true story of what's been going on. And once more of this comes out is when we finally start seeing more people waking up and I believe starting to get really ticked off. It's going to get ugly. <coughs> All right. Now let's do this. We're going to get into the reading of Isaiah. And it's only 16 verses, fairly short, out of the New American Standard Bible. Actually, excuse me. There was one thing I wanted to read. Actually, there is one thing I wanted to read uh, or play. Excuse me. I love this. I found this earlier on TikTok. I felt it worthy to play right now. Things that God gives you when you ask him. And this is so true. I got to share just a short side story after I play this. I asked for strength. And God gave me difficulties to make me strong. I asked for wisdom. And God gave me problems to solve. I asked for courage. And God gave me dangers to overcome. I asked for love. And God gave me troubled people to help. My prayers were answered. So true. So true. And I want to think of, I want you to think about this for a moment. What are we asking for so often right now? That people wake up, like Pam and Jean was just saying, that people wake up, right? But more importantly, what else, what else are we asking for? We're asking for our ultimate freedom to be restored. We want to return, we want to get back to our sovereignty. We want freedom. Well, when we ask God for freedom, what does that look like? Like in that, in that sound clip I just played. He asked for, like, okay, for example, whenever I ask God for patience, he sends me, literally, he puts the slowest drivers on the road in front of me. And it drives me insane. And my wife laughs at it. She laughs at it. She goes, you know, that's God answering your prayer in, in his own way, right? I said, I swear, if that's his way of doing it, then he's got a sick sense of humor. But if you listen to that sound clip, it's so true. When you ask for specific things, God answers your prayers in ways that you don't expect. I'll tell you this, and it never failed. Every time I ask God for patience, seriously, he puts situations in front of me that test my patience, and I absolutely hate it. Yes, God, I said it. I'm sorry. Forgive me, but I hate it. I love it, but I hate it. And he does. He knows how much I feel about slow freaking drivers. 
Yeah, zero Michigan year. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he he just they just wrote um, ways that truly work, though, right? Yeah, it, he's absolutely right. Um, yeah, man, I, I tell you, I stopped praying for patience after a few times of being stuck between behind really really slow drivers. And when I say really slow drivers, I'm talking like I'm in a hurry to get home. And this is when we were living at the apartment. So we had a lot of windy roads and neighborhoods to go through. So there was ample uh, turns that you could take for, you know, for someone in front of me that I was following to like, hopefully eventually get out of my way. Oh no. From the highway to straight up to our apartment. Three, mi- uh, eh, two miles, two and a half miles of straight up seven miles an hour driving, eh, maybe 10, and did not turn down any side roads. I'm talking just straight slow. I'm yelling at the top of my lungs, freaking out on the inside. My wife's like, you know God's doing this to you, right? Because you keep asking him for patience. This is what he's giving you. I'm like, you know what? My God, you have a bad sense of humor right now. Very bad sense of humor. (laughs) But, Back to my original question, with everything that's going on today societally, we want to be free, right? We want to see our fellow brothers and sisters wake up to what's going on, to the pedophile, you know, pedophilia within Disney, right? And all the sick satanic crap that happens in Hollywood and within our government, right? We see all this stuff. What do we ultimately want? We want freedom. Well, how is God answering our prayers? Well, he's making us walk through this valley of death if you will and we're experiencing all this insane stuff that seems to continuously draw out and seems to never occur right because that's all we've been waiting for for like the last three years right those of you listening like you know what was the one thing that we kept hearing stupid charlie ward say and others the EBS is going to go off. I mean, how many months and years have we been waiting for the stupid EBS to go off? This is a public uh, emergency announcement. I mean, how long have we been waiting for that? I'll be honest with you. I'm still waiting for that stupid EBS alert to go off. But again, I think God is answering our prayers. We will be free from this satanic system that's been enslaving humanity. But there is a lot of crap we still have to go through. There's a lot of crap that has to be exposed so some of the normies out there can wake up out of their slumber. Right? One more sound clip I want to play before we get into the reading. Now, this is by Tom McDonald. Now, my thoughts have been kind of iffy on him because when he released that single, Sheeple, I looked at his cover art, and man, his cover art is really satanic looking. I don't really care for it too much, but his messaging, when he does these little messages, like the one I'm going to play, I mean, he makes sense. But I I, I will say, his cover art does um, make me question his, what do I want to say, his allegiance and love for God and Jesus. Because it's very satanic looking. I mean, I get his tattoos are his tattoos, but everything else in the cover art of it is so satanic. Like, he doesn't have to do any of that. 
there's a way of getting your message across for your single and cover art than what he chose to go with. But I will look overlook all that for a second. But I will play this because this is very interesting. Uh, this is Tom McDonald talking about how, because uh, I guess apparently Bill Gates was talking about how he's predicting civil war. The press, Bill Gates says a civil war is coming. Bill, I can only assume you're talking about a civil war between the left and the right. And if that's the case, who do you think's gonna win this one, Bill? All the patriots who support the right to bear arms or all the weirdos who identify as salamanders and dress up as unicorns? Bill, the people on one side of this civil war believe in fighting for freedom. The people on the other side believe that misgendering is violence. I mean, you can't misgender a heavily armed man to death. That's not a fight you're gonna win. Like what is the green haired safe space community gonna use to fight back? Their imaginations? <laughs> oh, Bill, how do I say this so you understand it? Okay, remember when you invented Windows and then Apple came along armed with the iPhone and completely destroyed Microsoft? Bill, Windows was the green-haired safe spacers. Wait, Bill, <laughs> there doesn't have to be a civil war. This is 2022, I know exactly how to handle this. Cancel culture. This is your opportunity to use your power for good. Cancel the civil war. You know, I heard the civil war use the N-word one time when it was drunk outside a nightclub. Civil war, I hereby announce you canceled. Or maybe we can all just agree to disagree and prevent the greatest country on earth from destroying itself. Unless, of course, there's more than meets the eye here. Microsoft manufactured body armor coming to a Walmart near you. Bill, stop making predictions and start making computers that are worth more than a paperweight. I mean, you're one of the richest <laughs> men on earth, right? $121 billion net worth. How about you use a very small fraction of your fortune to end world hunger, stop homelessness, get kids in third world countries clean water. I don't know, just some wacky ideas. Well, here, let me make a prediction. You won't. It's hard to believe, but I guess Elon Musk really is the better billionaire. <laughs> you know that he makes a good point this guy's worth 100 you know over 100 billion dollars and this guy wants to try to freaking vax half of africa and kill them i mean if he really wants to do good yeah why don't he take take like a fraction of a fraction of a fraction of his wealth and go he could easily end world hunger with his with his wealth but does he no See, this is why I kind of like Tom McDonald uh, as far as his like little quips and his little messaging like this. It is funny. But like I said, my my uh, my opinion on him still is guarded because, again, there's some things that I just kind of don't care for with him. But his messaging is on point. But again, is it possible he could be paid opposition? It's very it's very plausible. It's very plausible. Okay, now let's get into the reading. So like I said, very, very short chapter, nothing crazy. New American Standard Bible, chapter 11, verse 1. And it reads, Then a shoot will spring from the stem of Jesse, and a branch from his roots will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and strength, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord, and he will not judge by what he see, what his eyes see, nor make decisions by what his ears hear. But with righteousness, he will judge the poor and decide with fairness for the humble of the earth. And he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Also, righteousness will be the belt around his hips and faithfulness, the belt around his waist. And the wolf will dwell with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the young goat and the calf and the young lion and the fattened steer will be together and the little boy will lead them. Also, the cow and the bear will, um, will graze. Their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like the ox. The nursing child will play with the 
play by the hole of the cobra, and the weaned child will put his hand on the viper's den. They will not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Then on that day the nations will resort to the root of Jesse, who will stand as a signal flag for the peoples, and his resting place will be glorious. Then it will happen on that day that the Lord will again recover his hand the second time, the remnant of his people who will remain from Assyria, Egypt, Pathros, Cush, Elam, Shinar, Hamath, and from the islands of the sea. And he will lift up a flag for the nations and assemble the banished ones of Israel and will gather the dispersed of Judah from the four corners of the earth. Then the jealousy of the Ephraim of Ephraim will depart and those who harass Judah will be eliminated. Ephraim will not be jealous of Judah and Judah will not harass Ephraim. They will swoop down on the slopes of the Philistines on the west. Together they will plunder the people of the east. They will possess Edom and Moab, and the sons of Ammon will be subject to them. And the Lord will utterly destroy the tongue of the Sea of Egypt, and he will wave his hand over the Euphrates River with his scorching wind. And he will strike it into seven streams and make people walk over in dry sandals. And there will be a highway from Assyria for the remnant of his people who will be left just as there was for Israel on the day that they came up out of the land of Egypt. And that is the reading verses one through 16. Now, little lesson from the text. Now, when standing before Pontius Pilate, Jesus said that his kingdom is not of this world. And if it were, his people would fight for his release. So where then is Jesus' kingdom? Now, as we saw in chapter 9, a couple days ago, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And as the Son of God, he is the Prince of Heaven. And one day, however, Jesus' kingdom will literally come to earth. And then in Revelation eleven fifteen, an angel proclaims during the tribulation period that the kingdoms of this world are, become, are to become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever and ever, right? And so the future God describes is terrible. He talks about how rivers will be dried up, mountains will be turned into valleys, and many, many people will die in the wars and natural disasters that mark the coming of Christ. I don't know, maybe perhaps all the people that are unfortunately dying from this COVID shot. But we got to remember, hallelujah, the world will come, will become Jesus' kingdom. Now, right now, one would have to accept, you know, one would have to access, how do I want to say it? Right now, obviously, we don't have access to the literal kingdom of God. Because that kingdom is up in heaven, right? But literally, I can only imagine what that day would look like when earth, when when the kingdom of heaven descends on earth. I mean, how great would that be? When you, I mean, really, when you think about it. Now, I'm not suggesting that the world will get better and better until the day Jesus comes back, but, you know, 
we all love and worship him, and the earth will never be heaven. In fact, because of sin and broken creation, all things will be made new. And you can, you know, we can see that reference in Revelation 21 verses 1 through 2. And then, and only then, will this world become perfect. So what then is coming to earth? Because it's so hard to see that heaven on earth will be coming right now with everything that we see. But I think we will end up seeing righteousness. We're going to see faithfulness, justice, perhaps a thousand years of peace. I mean, Jesus gives us a description of a place where enemies can lie down together, where children can play without any worry or harm. Don't we all long for that perfect society? Because I'll tell you one thing, my wife and I, we get so much anxiety, and I'm, ch- I'm just telling you the truth, when we let our daughter out, and yet we live in a nice neighborhood, nice area, but we live in a world where we just can't trust people to be within our vicinity when our kids go out and play. It sucks. It absolutely sucks. And God's letting us know that one day it will be here, not just inside the heart of believers, but also in all the earth. And he's showing us the end result to all his labor, and he is giving us hope for a bright future. And I think that bright future is just right around the corner. That's just me, though. I'm looking at the chat board here real quick. I wanted to break away. Destry was saying Gates is ending world hunger by killing off the majority of the population. Wow. Yeah. You know, that's a very interesting uh, outlook. Never thought about that. Rita was just saying exactly, Destry, kill millions and everyone else will eat. True evil. Wow. And Angie said, yeah, this is one way of looking at it. Never thought about that. Wow. That's interesting. Very, very interesting. All right. Now back to, back to this. All right. So let's break this down verse by verse. So as we look at verses 1 through 5, here we have a description of Christ, and we learn that he will be born from the house of David. He, you know, he, he will anoint he will be anointed with spirits from the Lord, namely wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and fear of the Lord. He will judge not by what he sees or hears, but after righteousness. He will smite the earth and the wicked with his words. He will be strengthened by righteousness and faithfulness will guide his actions. Now, in verses 6 through 8, these verses cover the results of Christ's actions and personages. Now, it's noteworthy. What's noteworthy is that those who were enemies will now be at peace, and the wolf and the lamb, and that the innocent shall lead them. Now, no more harm will come to the children of God from the snake, also, you know, symbol, you know, symbolized as Satan, which is fulfilled through the deliverance from death and hell through faith in Jesus Christ. And God promises that one day all the earth will know God. This will be fulfilled in the millennial reign when Jesus physically rules and teaches the earth from Jerusalem. 
Now, God now expands the promise from Israel to include the Gentiles, which is everybody who is not a Jew. Now, even though we aren't Jews in Jesus, you know, we can have a glorious rest. Now, as we look at verses 11 through 14, God promises to draw all the Jews that have been scattered among the nations back to their promised land. And at that time, there will no longer be a division between the northern and southern kingdoms, and all the Jews will be united as one people. Arguably, this may have been fulfilled with the establishment of Israel in 1948. However, not all Jews have returned. Therefore, this may refer to the millennial reign when all of God's people will live in Israel and no countries will be able to fight against them. And as we look at the last two verses, 15 and 16, now in that day, the Nile River and its seven branches will dry up. And this supports the interpretation that the prophecy of the previous verse is referred to a future time. And God will repeat his works of the past, opening a way for those who choose to come out of Egypt's bondage into the promised land. Now, Egypt represents the world, while the promised land represents life with God. Just as we are spiritually speaking in the promised land through the indwelling, the, uh, indwelling of the Holy Spirit, one day the redeemed will have a chance to literally be in the presence of God in Israel. Now, what I find remarkable is when they were in Egypt and they were in bondage, what's the first thing you think of when you think of Egypt? You think of pyramids, right? And sand and desert. But you think of pyramids predominantly. That's what a lot of people typically think of. That's what I think of. I think of pyramids. Zero Michigan says slavery. Now, Rita says idols. All excellent answers. All correct answers. Now, what's interesting is when you look in places like uh, Vegas, how you got that Luxor Hotel, right? It's the shape of a pyramid. And then what is it? Memphis, Tennessee. You got that pyramid building out there. And then you got the pyramids, right, on our dollar. I mean, everything is all about the pyramid. It's all about the pyramid, right? This is like our modern day Egypt that we are enslaved in bondage to. I really think we are so close. We are so close, ladies and gentlemen, to getting free to being able to enter in God's promised land, hopefully have that thousand years of peace. We are so close. But we still have to go through this storm. There's still so much we got to go through yet. How much more there is, I don't know. Honestly, I hope not too much more. Not to sound like a an exhausted puss cake, but I'm just going to say I am exhausted. I'm tired. I am tired. I know you guys are tired too. It's mentally exhausting. Trying to stay awake. Right? You know, trying to stay awake, trying to learn more, trying to wake others up, trying to remain faithful to God. 
try to make sure that the anxiety you 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 toss your anxiety and burdens off your strollers off to the side right because all you're trying to do is just make it one more day right you're just trying to make it one more day hell i know destry he was just saying i was tired years ago he was tired t- back in 2010 2011 we're tired but you know what What it say in Matthew? I can't remember the verse. I can't remember the chapter, but the wide gate is easy, and many will pass through it. And the narrow gate, many, very few will be able to pass through because the narrow gate is very hard to pass through. This is the narrow gate, guys. It's hard. It's cumbersome. It sucks. I'm just going to say it like it is. It sucks. And I'm right there with you guys. It sucks. Ask Destry. I just, I sent them a text today. Uh, look, guys, I will always be real with you and transparent. Uh, some days I'm not always as strong as I'd like to be. Today, mentally, my mind is exhausted. But this is what I said. No kidding. This is exactly what I said. Uh, let me find the text. Hold on. I said, uh, here, this is what I said. I said, uh, are we getting close to shit letting go? (laughs) I said, especially with this FTX crypto crap and theft of another election, or is Trump's big announcement, quote unquote, going to be the thing that throws everything into gear tomorrow? And all he says is, well, maybe not sure how events will unfold. I said, man, I hope we are there. And he says, me too. Guys, we're, we're all there. I mean, we can feel it in the air, right? We can feel it. Zero Michigan says World War III has not happened yet. I don't know. Some would argue World War III has been ongoing now. I happen to be in agreement with that. Because this war, I think this war is not like the ones of the first two world wars where it was bombs, guns, and, you know, gas chambers and stuff like that and planes, you know, shooting up everything. I mean, this war is much more difficult and and strenuous. It's, It's that informational slash spiritual war. Uh, it's, it's, I tell you, I, I, I have, I just have no words for it, but here's the thing, guys. I will make sure I keep coming back to this podcast to keep doing what we're doing here. I can't always guarantee you my attitude will be 100%. I will always do my best, but I will make sure this is what I can promise you. I will make sure I end up showing up every day, unless, you know, obviously sickness keeps me away for whatever reason and I have no voice. And obviously other than one day a week where I take a break from this so I can have family time, but I will make sure I keep coming back here because God, like I said, God called me to do this and I'm not going to let him down. There's a reason he called me to do this. I don't know what that ends up looking like in a few years or a few decades from now, but I will keep coming back here. We will keep doing this. We will keep saying, staying strong. We will keep growing this community. We will just keep forging forward. I think we are th- that close. Dang, Rita, you really had to go there? She says, you better or I'm calling your mom. That's not nice. That is not nice. Well, you got to be throwing my mom in there. You got to be snitching. 
That's not nice. We don't become snitches. <laughs> oh man. I tell you, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's exhausting guys. I know it's exhausting, but we're going to make it through. I know we're going to make it through. Oh, snitches get, come on, Angie, finish the sentence. Don't, don't just put a dot, dot, dot there. <laughs> but yeah. And then Ron said, <laughs> that's right. Stitches. Ron was just saying, just wait till the real info comes out. Heads are going to blow. No, and you're absolutely right, because that's one thing Destry and Donna keep saying, that when this stuff finally, um, when it finally comes out, people are going to get stupid. And I'm, don't, I'm not trying to understate that either. People, And I, actually, I am understating that, as a matter of fact. People are going to get very stupid. It's actually going to be kind of damn downright scary to a degree, but not for long. But people are going to lose their minds. But we have to make sure we are the glue to all of this. We have to make sure that we remain calm. We have to be the cool heads during this time of turmoil when it finally erupts. I mean, we've already learned so much just from last week, Tuesday, and we haven't even reached Tuesday yet. Obviously, we're close. But anyway, it's a big, 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 uh, lots of stuff going on. There's a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, but we're going to be here and we're going to keep coming back here. Now, on a whole other note, as long as nothing falls through tomorrow, I have my very good friend of mine, Aaron Phillips. He is a fellow gas hauler. So together you could say we pass a lot of gas throughout the day. <laughs> he's got a really, excuse my language, he's got a really badass semi. He's got this beautiful red Peterbilt. Oh man, this thing is tricked out. I'll have to take some good solid pictures and um, and put it on online. But um, he's going to be on tomorrow with me. I can't, I got to figure out what time's going to work for him. But he's going to be on with me tomorrow. He's got a ministry called Lion in the Sand. And he talks about, um, he works with men who are addicted to pornography and who are having mar you know, marriage issues and stuff like that. He has a really good ministry. He, in fact, through his Telegram, or not Telegram, excuse me, through his TikTok page, he actually uses the love of semis and, you know, show trucks, especially his truck. His truck is definitely a show truck. Um, he goes all over the nation um, to some of these truck shows, predominantly mostly Michigan, but he'll go to like Nashville. He does a lot of truck shows and there's people that he is witnessing to men because, you know, listen, when you're in the trucking industry, especially when you're an over the road truck driver, you're subject to more crude behaviors of others and, you know, more prostitution than any other job most people will ever have because of the truck stops are just filled with these lot lizards. I mean, you just got so much nastiness that goes on when you're a driver on the road. I mean, you really have to shield yourself. It's a, it's a really dirty, grimy, you know, world. And they're always trying to knock at your driver's side door, try to get in. And so he's going to join us tomorrow. He uses his show truck and he, establishes a relationship, a friendship with other fellow drivers. And, uh, yeah, Ron, you're right. Military too. Um, I, I, yeah, you're right there too. Um, 
And so he uses his show truck and he, you know, he ministers to other drivers out there and he witnesses to them. And man, he was just sharing a couple stories with me today. Let me tell you what, I'm going to have him share those stories tomorrow. But I love what he does. I love his ministry here because I used to be one of those. I was heavily addicted to pornography. I always watched pornography. And you know what? Now that I have overcome it and I've turned my life completely over to Jesus, I tell you, our marriage has never been stronger now. It's been great. And when you kick the devil out of your house and out of your marriage and you invite Jesus Christ in your heart and center God at the center of your household, oh my goodness, look out. Major, great transformations come from that. And so that's what Aaron does. He ministers to men who are struggling with that addiction, with that, you know, you know that, that I, I don't know what you want to call it. We're just going to call it addiction. And he does such a great job. So I'm going to have him on tomorrow. We're going to talk about that a little bit. It's really important. I think most people here, listen, whether if you want to self-admit it or not, like myself, I don't have a problem with it. Listen, I'm like Glenn Beck. If I'm going to be out here in the public eye and if that continues to grow, I'm putting all my dirty laundry out there because the last thing I'm going to have is some knucklehead, you know, dipstick that's going to go out there and be like, oh, did you know Jason was a big porn addict back in the day? Yeah. I was, I smoked weed, tried cocaine once, drank and drove a lot. When I used to DJ, I made all sorts of terrible decisions. It was promiscuous as hell. Not in a gay way, by the way, but I was a man whore. I put all that out there because I'm not going to let people use that against me down the road. Absolutely not. I put it all out there. I'm not letting anybody use that crap on me. Nope. I'm like Eminem. I'll freaking put all, I'll, I'll, I'll lay out all my dirty laundry on my own. I don't need somebody else to do that. And so I like to make sure all that dirty laundry is out there so no one can use that against me down the road as this platform continues to grow and be like, oh, this guy's such a fraudulent. He used to do this. He used to do that. Yeah. And let me give you a bucket full of stones. Start casting them in ways that you see fit. But why don't you look in the mirror first? Anyway, so I'm going to have him on tomorrow. I can't wait to have him on. He's a great guy. He's a stand-up guy. And you know what? The best part about the guy, aside from him ministering to many men and, and helping them through their porn addiction, he's got an awesome truck. <laughs> so anyway, let's end this with a prayer, huh? Let's let's do that because I think, I think that's that's really needed. Okay, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this time together. I appreciate this platform that you allow me to, you know, minister to the best of my ability to your people. Even though I don't think I'm a real good minister, I try to read the Bible and read some commentary that other people write, try to add my own flavor in the mix of all that. I thank you for that. Thank you for the gift of Gab, and thank you for this platform. Again, thank you for another day of life and good health, and I appreciate all the lessons that you have brought me through, all the trials and tribulations, and I just pray that you continuously guide me, guide the people that are coming here. They're looking for answers. They're looking for truth, and we just pray for that light. Be that guiding light for us. Show us the way. Show us where we need to go. Help us help other people. We will continuously sow seeds for you, and we will rely on you to shine the light and water those seeds. We thank you so much for the sacrifice that your son 
gave up for us. He allowed his blood to be shed for us. I can't even imagine what kind of fear and torment that man went through. And so we thank him for that. We pray all of this in your holy, holy son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen indeed. I tell you that right there. I tell you, I'll be honest with you guys. When I think about the sacrifice Christ went through and the agony in the garden that he went through, sweating blood, I can't imagine a man wanting to do that and die for us, for our for our sins, because of Adam bringing sin, in, sin into the world. Through his one action, Jesus decided to take the ultimate action and die for people like you and me, people like me who thought it was a good idea to drink to oblivion and get behind the wheel of a 5.0, you know, 2013 Mustang GT potentially, you know, possibly having the ability to kill someone in a car accident, right? Who would have thought he would have wanted to save me who was abusive with his body by drinking heavily and smoking weed and trying coke and being a promiscuous man whore and just completely obliterating the body temple by eating junk food? I tell you what, I'm glad he did that for me, and I'm glad he never gave up on me because, quite frankly, I should have been divorced probably about four, five, six times over right now. But thank you, Jesus Christ, for being right there every step of the way. Every time I tried turning away from him, he kept pulling on my shoulder like a good friend does to try to talk some sense in me, saying, hold on there, Ace. Try to get back on that path one more time. Try again. Try again. And he grabs my shoulder again. He says, try again, Jason. And then a seventh and an eighth and a 24th time. Try again. He didn't give up. He did not give up. And he's not going to give up on you either. And that is what gives me the comfort and hope that knowing no matter how long the end result that we're looking to get to, no matter, no matter how long it takes to get to that end result that we're all waiting for, right? For evil to finally be squashed and hopefully enter into a thousand years of peace, no matter how long that takes, I can rest assured that God's got this. He's not giving up on us. We just have to do our part to sow those seeds and bring the love and heart of Jesus Christ into the hearts of others and bring more light into a darkened world. That's what we're here to do, right? And like Zero in Michigan said, only God could do such an awesome thing in love and agape love. Amen for that. And so I want to say I humbly wanted to say to all of you, thank you for joining us here at His Our Line. Seriously, I really appreciate all that you guys do. I couldn't be, I mean, even if it was just one person listening, I'd still come back here. But the fact that you guys keep coming back over and over again tells me that either A, you're just here to just hear the word of God, or B, I must be doing something right to a degree or a combination of both. I mean, you guys don't completely hate me, so that's kind of cool. But without you guys, I'm literally nothing. And you know what? I'm still nothing. 
Honestly, this is all God's doing. All glory goes to God. I'm just a man who reads the Bible. Like I said, I, you know what I do? I pass gas all day. That's it. Sometimes diesel. I pass gas mostly. <laughs> I said that to a, a gas station attendant one time. I went inside to go uh, uh, get a little, we get these little printouts from this machine called a Vita Root machine. It tells us what's in the ground. And as I walked back outside, I said, okay, I'll be back in with your paperwork. I'm going to go pass some gas first. And she looked at me like I was disgusting. She's like, that's the grossest thing I've heard. I said, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that gas station attendants were so bougie that you couldn't take a mild joke. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I pissed her off with that one. <laughs> but anyway, that's all we got for the evening. I appreciate all of you guys being here. I am going to go upstairs. I'm going to finish my Blake's Hard Cider that I have sitting on my counter up there that I only took a sip out of. Hard cider is the only thing I like to indulge in anymore. I don't like to do beer because of the yeast and, you know, get you fat. I'm going to go get in my PJs. I'm going to turn on a little Seinfeld season three reruns. I'm going to sit back and I'm going to be a lazy dad. And then get up at 2 a.m. to go pass more gas. <laughs> okay, that's all I got for you guys. You guys keep it real. Keep it straight. Keep Christ in your heart, you know, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll be back here tomorrow for another 1% with him and another His Hardline discussion, joined by my good friend Aaron Phillips with his ministry, Lying in the Sand. All right, wherever you're at in the world, have a good night or a good day, and God bless. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Every day we have something going on, whether it's 1% with him, a His Hardline discussion, or perhaps a Brandenburg Block Hour. Don't forget to check out the website, www.hishardline.com. You can also find us on Podbean. But we are here six out of the seven days a week, here just trying to get Jesus in people's hearts to tell you how to assemble your nation, how to get your nation back how to restore the republic, how to take accountability for your own life, and to finally be free. Joshua 1 9. 
I command you, be firm and steadfast. Do not fear nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go.